Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? Hello, true believers, and welcome to a new episode of Broadcast Geeks, coming at you from the comedy room room inside lovely El Chirito, the five-star dive bar located at 2100 Larimer Street in Denver, Colorado. We are your watchers of the Watchmen. Matt Matt Oren. Chris Baker. Mitch Jones. And our very special guest this week, Mr. Dave Germain of the Disjointed Podcast. Hello. Hello. And I am, as always, Nate Balding. Somewhat sick. Having fun with it. It's a good time. <laughs> it's kryptonite poisoning, man. Yeah, got that mad kryptonite poisoning. It's been a, a heck of a week there for uh, for television. Let's uh, dive right in. Well, first of all, there's uh, there's a, a, a couple little news items we should we should maybe cover. The JLA cartoon is returning. Hell yeah! Yes. yeah. Kevin With Conroy, Conroy and Hamill. Yep. Kevin Conroy's my Batman. And Diedrich Bader, who <laughs> nice. played the Batman voice in the Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold, but he's doing the voice for Booster Gold. Yes, Booster Gold. Not brave or bold. Sort of bold. If you hear the laughter of children behind us, uh, make no mistake, they're being tortured badly. (laughs) (laughs) They're being forced to play apples to apples with two terrible parents. Uh, yeah, Justice League, I'm super pumped about. those. The original Justice League cartoon run was one of my absolute favorites. I can watch those to this day. They were all, almost all three-parters or two-parters. Yeah. And, oh, they were fantastic. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. watching a movie every time. That was so exciting. Kevin Conroy, to me, he was the first guy to do the, the Batman voice differently, to do the, the gentle one and then like the more like, oh, one. Yeah, and, like, he's, he's got to think of when I hear Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Think of when I when I think of Batman speaking. Yeah, I mean, I love him so much. I do. That is the voice in my head when I read Batman comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the Conroy. And the Joe and Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill. I do uh I like to hear the Michael Keaton voice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you get crazy. You wanna get nuts? <laughs> Whenever I read comics, my my Batman is Val Kilmer. <laughs> he deserves better damn it than Stuart. Although I'll tell you I'm a little leery about what I saw as far as the animation goes. So it's the same yeah. people that did uh Teen Titans Go. Oh, but I have, the show's horrible. Well, I can't speak on that. I can only speak on the animation style that I'm not a huge fan of, and I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm with you on that. Like, the old, all that old Bruce Timm stuff was perfect to me. I love the way it looked. It had a timelessness to it that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that a lot, but, you well, know. Shows in that first season, everything was made with a black backdrop or a black background uh-huh. to bring all the other color out of it, mm-hmm. which was really interesting, but... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the anime. I know this is horrible to say to, to on a geek podcast, but I'm not a fan of the anime style. No. I never really have been, but that's just me, I guess. I mean, I thought it was cool when there wasn't any other cartoons out there, and then anime looked great, you know? Like, Robotech was awesome, no. but... Right. Well, Robotech 
just barely holds up if you go back oh, to it. This I, yeah, right. It, I mean, it, it, it depends. Like some of my most fondest memories of watching any kind of anime with Akira or Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Right. Well, and those are both uh, fairly revolutionary, mm-hmm. even in the anime world. Yeah. So I mean, that's a different. Like, go back. Go if you watch Robotech now, you'll come away just thinking Captain Glowval's the best character in the show, and everyone else can die. Right. And it'll be fine. Huh. What? Like Oliver on there. Just saying. All the continues for Bad <laughs> petition to have everyone killed except for Oliver Queen. Yeah, this has been a weekly theme. They want everyone killed. These are consistent. Booyah! Booyah! They feel the same way I do. We do have, speaking of potentially extraneous characters. Uh, Fish Mooney is mm. apparently returning to Gotham somehow With, as uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Well, Jada Pinkett Smith is going to return as Fish Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, so she's. But did she have Fish Mooney show at the real Fish? She went out of a window or something. Didn't she's she? Clayface now. <gasps> oh, that could be interesting if they're going to do. I would be. Are they doing a Clayface? No. Why? No, that's too cool for Gotham. No, they're going to do it. I bet you they will do a Clayface. Uh, but it won't be her. It's got to be an actor. I feel like that's the kind of character that when like the special effects guy hears, it's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. That's Don't have the money for point. it. <laughs> Don't have the team for it. No. Say, I mean, hey, how about, no. Why not even the character's he, name? Nothing. He can look like the poop monster from Dogma. <laughs> Remember poop monster? He's like, you want to do Clayface? This is how we're going to do it. The actor's going to walk off camera, and then another actor's going to walk in, and everybody's going to go, oh, well, Clayface <laughs> That's what we're doing. Oh, that'd be so great on modern TV if that's how they went with special effects. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like he walks away and comes back. Hey, it's me again. I am still Clayface. <laughs> Clayface is who I am. That would, I would be pretty fun. I would watch that show yeah. Yeah. just for the weird. Like what? What crappy effects are they going to pull off now? Just a sound of someone playing with Play-Doh in the other room. Like, that's the sound well, they do. That would be a really cool sitcom. Yeah, a Clayface sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> he can play every character. <laughs> Clayface is the Eddie Murphy of <laughs> superheroes. They said it shouldn't be done. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. I'd, see, I'd, want, I'd go see a movie where Affleck fought Cave, uh, Clayface. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, yeah, that would be great. And, Why and don't Affleck v. Affleck, that's what it would be. Casey Affleck. Oh. Oh. Casey, Casey versus Casey Ben. Oh. Don of that. <laughs> <laughs> Affleck, if you're listening, you'd bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> Which Affleck? Ben, of course. Okay. Well, I think they are, uh, the next big villain, uh, which I'm actually kind of excited for for Gotham, is Mr. Freeze. That's the, all the Whoa. promos. Oh, yeah, they ended Gotham with that. Yeah, yeah, the Freeze is coming. The Freeze. As, as the villains rise. The is it going to be full on Mr. Freeze, or is it going to be like... But he no, he had he had the gun and <coughs> Oh really? He didn't have the I, helmet on, I don't think. Because his story in the original Batman animated series, that uh, his origin story of that his wife's Nora. Oh god, that episode's beautiful. He pulled the plug on her. Beautifully yeah. acted by awesome. Michael Ansara. Mm-hmm. That's his name? Oh, Passed away last year, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. yeah. But Mitch Jones does a hella good impression, I'm sure. Oh no. So. <laughs> well you're due for one, right? You give us an impression every week. Yeah. Is that like my thing now? Yeah. The Impressionist. <laughs> that was an impression of an Impressionist. It was, it was. 
don't know. So they're gonna bring him on the show. And he, he, he has. I, I'm. I haven't watched any of Gotham, so I'm. I'll get to that at some point. But he, he has the gun and everything. Well, they, they they briefly showed him at the end. It's like the the show ended, and then they showed you know the little extra stuff at the end, and someone running, and then he gets frozen, and you see someone with a gun. And, yeah, huh. it's Captain Cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He. At least there's gonna be a le- future legends or le- legends of Mars. Oh, that'd be fun. That's where they cross over with Gotham. I walked into another series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's our impression for the week. There you go. Well done. Uh, Iron Fist has been cast. cast. They secret. have an actor. It's secret. No one's telling who it is. Oh, I'd be so cool if he just wore the mask until the series finale. Yeah, I think finale. it's Michael Jai White. Oh, shit. No, it's not. But... <laughs> they got Spawn? <laughs> to be Iron Fist? Holy shit! Pretty the series cool. just got a lot darker. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I, right, I thought right, we right. Danny Rand. Didn't we talk about that a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if they can actually afford Find Danny Rand. Find a guy named Danny Rand. Yeah, perfect! Uh, the other thing that I think might be really good, the CW expanding their uh, their, their comic book roster by uh, their, the greenlit Riverdale. Ooh, yeah. yeah, they're going to do the Archies. The Archies are coming to the C Dubs. Is it going to exist in the uh, the Arrowverse? Yeah. Ronnie <laughs> <laughs> gets shot in the face with an arrow. Okay. We're thinking about going on vacation. Well, don't go to Star City, okay? I would just love for something to happen in the background. Like you just see like them, like some of the action happening, but like them just not acknowledging it, just walking by. What was that? Oh, nothing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I just can't wait until they until Oliver Queen teams up with Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> just no, just, I just had a vision of a of a. A jug light in the sky, you know, like the bat signal. Just that you see a crown. <laughs> like, I don't know why they keep calling me. I'm not gonna do. <laughs> a burger. Ooh, they got burgers. No, there's, there's there's a stack of twenty burgers on a platter somewhere. Feeding <laughs> jugs. With a cage on the top of it about the ketchup. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's gonna be a stoner if they do that. You know that. To make a TV show. How else do you explain a guy like that eating I would, so many I burgers? would rather it be that he has a really severe eating disorder <laughs> or a, like a horrible parasite. Yeah, <laughs> give him the fucking Christopher <laughs> Nolan treat. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I want Alan Moore's version of Archie. <laughs> Why not? He would hate it anyway. Yeah. Did you guys... Uh, did, did anyone else read The Afterlife with Archie or the Sabrina? The Is that when he got... He got stuff? killed... Yeah, in- Jughead's, uh, Jughead's dog gets run over, so he goes to knock on Sabrina's door, and he's like, hey, I know weird shit happens over here. Can you bring my dog back? What? So she does. She uses black magic to bring the dog back to life, but it's zombified. It bites Jughead. Jughead goes zombie, murders his parents. It spreads out from there. Then the Riverdale gang has to uh, run around, avoiding uh, being eaten by all their friends. And then there's a Sabrina Wait, spin-off. Wait, is that Pet Cemetery 3? Well, Riverdale. Wait, does this exist or did yeah, you no, write this? Yeah, this is real. This is real. No way. Sphere of the River, yeah. Riverdale Walking Dead. <laughs> this, this is how the Walking Dead actually started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the origin for that, I yeah. guess. Yeah. This takes place in, uh, in in a suburb of Burbank. It's also a <laughs> suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, but then they, uh, no, Sabrina had a spinoff as well. And it's like a real dark 1970s witchcraft movie. What? Like, Sabrina the Teenage Necromancer. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is eventually married off to Cthulhu. Mm. Like, what? And there's a big claw that comes for her virgin form as uh, at the end of one of the issues. 
That's great. See, this is why we have Nate Ball on our uh, podcast. The Nate Ball. The Nate Ball. <laughs> I came, I came up with it last night. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna, I'm Just gonna spelled N eight. Dash B A L. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get one of those. I uh, remember when David Putty. Yeah. All sides for DS. Picture your face next to the eight ball, though. Eight ball. Well, you mentioned you mentioned Origin there. I, I want to jump quickly. Did everyone see the last flash? Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. Uh, uh, they they even use the words. They show you know so. Uh, reverse Flash is back. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in a great way to write that story. Yeah, they did that perfectly. Yeah, no, it's it's months after they've killed the guy. Basically, <laughs> of course, he comes from the future and he's in their future. They use a way to help Cisco vibe on demand, and they find him and capture <laughs> they him. him. An Xfinity subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they capture. Uh, reverse Flash, lock him in a cell, and then Barry, without showing his face, basically tells him all he needs to know to put the rest of the pieces together, so that when he does have to go back into the future, which uh, Barry has to help them to save Cisco's life, uh, Harrison Wells is like... Cisco, the guy that wrote the thong song? Yeah. 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 Brief appearance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cisco's the, can't hardly wait. Uh, Harrison Wells says to Barry, "This is his origin story. Like, this is it." That was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool moment. I thought it was also great that they gave it more of a reason. That scene where the uh, Barry's talking to Reverse Flash mm-hmm. gave more of a reason why Eobar Thong hates the Flash so much. To show at least how uh, you have an idea yeah. how nuts he is. Well, he tells him why he hates him. Yeah, it's like because he's just obsessed. He's an yeah. obsessed fanboy. That basically wants to kill everybody, much like every other fanboy that's on the internet right now. Yeah. Just without the superpower. Yeah, you're right though, because he, he the way he's like has to see the Flash be like, I have to help you, mm-hmm. and you're still gonna kill my mom, and all's gonna happen. I still have to help that happen. Yeah. He's like, oh fuck you! Why don't you just like kill me? You know, yeah. like, and it's that. Yeah, that was good. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're all doing. It's like we have to help the Flash. It's like you have to help the Flash get better so you can steal his powers, right. so you can take his speed, so yeah. you can. You know, whatever it is. It's great. I'm, I'm wondering how they're about sure. to handle all the new speedsters and how everyone's getting their speed. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Now. It's about to be that a lot of that's about to happen. Yeah, if they're all if there are so many there and they're all using a bit of the speed force, how can any of them get enough speed to go through time? Yeah. Well is uh, is reverse flash tapping into speed force at this point or is he using the the time traveling device? The time travel treadmill? Yeah. No, well no no. When he's he only uses the treadmill after being here long enough and losing some of his speed force in the, in the first season. When Eobard comes back this time, he's using straight-up speed force, isn't he? Because they even say, you know, Barry has to help him to get that extra, uh, that, that, that push. He needs that initial push to get going. Did he ever say how the hell he got back in the first place? Because I wasn't quite clear on that. Wait, the reverse flash? Reverse flash that was the episode. first moment he was coming oh, okay, yeah, like right. to, you know, to the past, yeah. Well, they, they, they said that he must have been immune because he was in the speed force somewhere. Right. Or in like a speed force limbo. Yeah, because it's all timey-wily, wibbly-wibbly. Yep, right. Like, all right, I'll he just was, enjoy it. He was essentially in, a, in, a, in the pocket universe where the speed force exists right. as some sort of super molecular structure or something. And uh, once they cracked the wall between the two Earths, uh, he was able to use the, the extant uh, rifts to, to come through. Although it's the young Aobard, 
Right. It's his original form. I guess, I, so he's probably had the Speed Force for like a day. Probably. Yeah, that was him coming back in time originally to... The first thing he did. To kill him, yeah. To find out where the Flash was what from. What timeline he's from. Yeah, all so that, they were saying like it was like a time fragment or whatever. Like Which is funny because he says to Flash, he's like, now I know what timeline you're in. After he sets up the truck, yeah. to it's like, well, why don't you just get a newspaper and look? <laughs> it's John it. Flash is crazy. He's so oh, famous in the future <laughs> yeah. that you're an obsessed maniac. You <laughs> like you forgot that the internet exists. It it's yeah. like, let me rig a truck so I see the Flash, rescue it, and then I'll figure out where we are. Or just go get a copy of the newspaper and see what's going on. Maybe there. ask Gideon. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, Can the, we get the a Gideon? Gideon's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're using Gideon on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I like that that's a... Uh, yeah, which it's become a, a completely ubiquitous form of... It's it's just Google of the future. Is that in the comic books or anything? I'm not too familiar with that. I, or any version it, of that? It might be. I mean, the, the future of Legends of Tomorrow, I think, is completely uh, crafted for the show. Cool. So that they have a reason to fight Vandal Savage. Sure. And so Rory has a reason to travel back to Centurion days. All right. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. the main I'm so glad he fi- Rory finally got to be the doctor on that show. It's pretty yeah. great. That's all, that's all I'm watching. I'm like, oh, way to go, Rory. You did it, buddy. <laughs> There's a big difference between that first episode and the second. The second episode, I was the really starting, uh, the most recent one. Yeah. Really starting to dig it. Like, the action sequences were really, really, really awesome. Kind of Avenger-esque. Where there's a bunch of shit going on at the same time. And well, it's DC has to they have, they have to spark any kind of interest in a group dynamic mm-hmm. as quickly as possible, yeah. so that it hopefully translates into a movie. I yeah. hope that they do something a lot different with Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, like speaking of where Flash is doing great time travel, I feel like Legends is really failing to utilize the fact that they're a time traveling group of. You know, yeah. a strike force throughout the <coughs> time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, it's uh, what I want the show to be. And, and maybe this is, yeah, I, I hate to judge a thing on the first couple episodes, especially when it's a two part pilot, because I know that they don't really know what they're doing yet. Uh, but what I'd like it to be is almost like a like a superhero team up show where they, just, they jump through time and find different other DC characters, other D list characters. Who oh, are already time, yeah. involved with fighting Vandal Savage, and then they that make a lot of sense. And then they have that would like, be cool. Yeah, they'll have like a crew. They've got eight people to choose from. They turn into two or three different teams who have to do certain things, and it becomes like a like almost like a heist yeah. movie or something, mm-hmm. right? It's everything's perfectly timed, and it's just this really like intricate procedural uh, like yeah. I wanted to be a strike force. Well, thankfully we got that rumor we were talking about earlier that or the spoiler coming up of. Uh, they're going to go in the future on there, like 2046 or whatever. They're yes. going to meet Oliver Queen then. So he'll be old, have the one arm, one and goatee, and like... Yeah. That's, that, but that's the exact kind of thing you're talking about. Like, yeah. they meet up with, like, oh, hey, there you are, let's, you know, like... Right, and, the, and the, that, that's what I want the show to be. And so far, it's been kind of a... I mean, they, they, they seem to be a pretty bumbling bunch for uh, the people who are hand-chosen. To, to go through time to battle what in the future that Rory's from is the greatest villain of all time. Yeah. Right. Like, literally of all time. Has been there since before history began. Are they going to introduce a Booster Gold in any of these shows? Yeah, that makes sense. I've heard the rumors Especially about Legends Beetle and Booster Gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Legends would be a good way to do it. I think it would be the perfect. future. Yeah. That could be the way they bring them back. Is it going to be Nathan Villian and Alan Tyduck? I would hope so. 
Tudics. Tudics. Two dicks. Two dicks. Two gold. It is. They've been campaigning for a movie of Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Them? Yeah. That'd be really rad. I like it. Two dick. Sweet two dicks. I would also accept Nathan Fillion in any western. Yeah. He could be. I mean, he was already a uh, firefly. Just to see. Yeah. Well, he's one firefly again. Why is that so difficult? Jonah Jonah Hex, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's Josh Brolin. In Justice League, he could be. Saying. I forget the name of the character. He's been playing Green Lantern, and I don't know how many different Justice Leagues or DC like cartoons. Yeah, he was in one of the in the one of the movies. Did he do? Oh yeah. Well, there was a Green Lantern movie, but who was the one who did the? No, he did. He didn't do Emerald Knights. Oh, actually, no, he did. He did the voice for Green Lantern in the Justice League Doom. In the Flashpoint. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The Flash. Uh, they they, and also they made a movie out well. of it. That yeah. was really kind of cool. I watched it last week when I was on vacation, and yeah, it was. The ending of that movie was, was really touching. <laughs> Flash gives uh, Batman, uh, Batman the note from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got really choked up, and I'm like, yeah. I can't believe I'm a grown man crying. Those cartoons cartoon, are amazing. But yeah. They really are. DC owns the... That line where Kevin Conroy hits it, it was like, you're one hell of a messenger. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did the message say, though? I mean, it was a, like a message from Thomas Wayne to Bruce Wayne. So in the other timeline where Thomas Wayne is Batman... Um, well, I mean, I'm just wondering if it's something really benign. Like, that, I would want it to be really... It's like, dear Bruce, Bruce what up? Yeah. It's like, don't Love you let that. me down again. Don't yeah. use the West Wing for your Batman. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> The South Wing is a whole other area. Yeah, it's a whole cooler area. This cave is already Waterfall renovated and ready to go. <laughs> R. Alfred says hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's good. I never got my, my dad was an asshole and ineffectual. Uh, all right, well, I've been holding about, on to that for years. Jeez. What about some of these other shows that are going on right now in these exciting times? Uh, Supergirl, I feel like, is... Kind of killing it. It's uh, I mean, definitely the introduction of Martian Manhunter, huge. Uh, they did uh, this recent, most recent episode, uh, Manhunter battles a white Martian. Yeah. Uh, who's also black? Who? Yes. <laughs> so those are the ones who took out. Yeah, yeah. The, green, white yeah the white Martians wiped out the green Martians, and there's a bunch of uh, super cool flashbacks, you know, to the green Martians being enslaved really? and murdered. There's like Holocaust-looking pits full of green Martians. It's pretty brutal. Uh, Holy shit! And then, uh, and then they 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 have their battle. Supergirl uh, aids in, in destroying the the white Martians. Uh, and, and there's a, the White Martian is apparently on Earth uh, tracking Martian Manhunter. So interesting. There's a potential here for seeing an entire alien invasion of some sort. Because he's the last. They, they say that he's the last Green Martian, and they really want to take him out. Uh, so that they gotta white, finish that job. <laughs> yeah, that White Martian literally is a Martian Manhunter oh, as yes. well. He's a Martian Manhunter, man, a Martian. Man but he's hunter, looking man for a Martian man. Martian, Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter. <laughs> so, Supergirl goes meta. I don't know. I feel really bad that I missed that that last episode there because I I only watched like not not this last one obviously but the two previous to that. And I'm like, all right, because I know it's on CBS. It's not going to be everything I wanted to be. But there's a lot of really cool things about it. But then I noticed like this is what always pulls me out of the episodes. 
because Daredevil did way too good of a job with the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. So now I'm spoiled on the fight scenes from Daredevil. Right. And so with Supergirl thing, I noticed, and nothing against uh, the actress, and I'm sorry, her name escapes me, but... Melissa Manoise. Melissa yeah. Joan Hart. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's really really cool. Like, and then the, the, whoever's doing the stunt work is also really cool. But then it gets to the point where it's you can see Melissa. Jones, she's the one who's uh, throwing the punch, and it doesn't look like the same person who was just fighting. So it's kind of like all this really cool stuff, and then eh, this like this weak looky punch. Same thing with Legend of Tomorrow and uh, Hot Girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's just so one of those things where I'm like, you're supposed to be a superpower, and you don't even look like you could throw a baseball, much less a punch. Huh. Like it's it's weird where that one aspect. I think. I don't know if I don't know if to blame the UFC, but now we know what real fighting looks like. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, could, could we work on that a little bit? When, when Supergirl rages, yeah, that looks really good. Awesome. When they, and that's the the thing is they don't need to have Supergirl throwing a punch. Right. Uh, she has a lot of other and they utilize the powers a, a ton, uh, which is exactly I think what they should be doing. Does she have identical stuff to Superman? Pretty much. Oh, she's yeah. more powerful than him, too, right? Well, she was just older when she got here, but I would say he should be more powerful because he's had more time to soak up that sun. Because <laughs> she's been here longer than he did. No, no, I thought he got here. He got here he first. first. He got here first. She got pod, detoured. Her pod went through the negative oh, zone that's right. or something. Be yeah. a good diner, Earth's Yellow Sun. <laughs> Come on in, get filled up. It's great. Oh, Earth's Yellow Sun. Oh, but it can Red be fatal. Spoon. You ever read All Star Superman? Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, such a good story. Does he get hooked on the sun? They did a good job, though. Uh, I thought like, with he, uh, he gets really close and he's Toy poisoned Man by the sun on the last Supergirl episode. Right. What? Toy Man's in that? Toy Man was oh, yeah. on the previous episode, and this is an interesting thing, thing the, too. Oh. Uh, the Toy Man was the father of uh, Wynn, who's the like copy editor, okay. the, nerd, uh, the IT yeah, guy that she's real, real close with. Uh, and not close enough, right? Well, that's the thing, right? He, uh, he's, he's got <laughs> will this they, crush. will they? He he, <laughs> he, he, he threw some game at her, and she initiated, like, uh, and she was like, so. uh, which you know, his father's already a monstrous villain. Uh, I Aren't they all? He could be walking in the steps <laughs> of the doll maker. He was really oh. good. Oh, Toymaker is Dollmaker's son? Well, other way around. Yeah, the Dollmaker descended potentially from, from uh, Toymaker. I'm waiting until the season's over to watch it. Also. You guys are selling me on it so far. He, I mean, he, is she good? Is she good as, as Supergirl? You, you like her? Like She's enjoyable. I, I think it, the, the one drawback, especially early on, and I think it's getting better, is that the production quality seems pretty low, uh, okay. especially for the first handful of episodes, but they also do a lot of stuff that they shoot outside, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, effects on the, in exterior locations okay. are much harder to pull off. A lot of daylight, she's shot. very bright. Yeah. As it stands, I would say, when it's done, watch it. Yeah, if cool. Wait for the season, Yeah, that's it. usually my kind of rule the whole show. It, it starts off kind of like flat, yeah. and, and slowly works up. And then now it gets a lot better. It's pretty uh, good now. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sold on. Ever since Red Tornado, uh, I've I've been all about yes. This is the show to watch. Well, and the Red uh, Tornado. That the, uh, the Toy Maker episode ended when we found out that Max Lord yep. has been spying on uh, on uh, her sister, uh, Carrie's sister, yeah. the CEO agent. I can't think of her name. Cat? Uh, no. No, that's Calista yeah. Flockhart. Uh, uh, I can't remember. But so he now Max Lord. The, the the main villain uh, for the show is that was kind of creepy. Actually. He now he well he now knows who Supergirl is, and he has some Sister. sort of clone Sister. of her that's going to appear 
in the next episode. Interesting. Is it Calista Flockhart's on the show? She yeah. plays yeah. Can we get Harrison Ford in the show now? <laughs> yeah, he might yeah. be hanging around that set. He's he not might. doing he any more like Star her. Wars movies, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's funny, he just walks in the background and waves a blaster like <laughs> a finger and walks off. I don't need this shit. Comes in wearing like a white shirt and a vest. Um, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks old enough to be our And he definitely has the earring in. <laughs> yeah. just we we can all blame that on her, right? Pile of money. <laughs> that earring was her fault, right? Oh, clearly. I, I'm hoping uh, that it was a thing that there's a, there's a, a rumor that is uh, fairly requited uh, that Harrison Ford on sets he'll often go to the grips area to score weed <laughs> I'm hoping that at some point they were just like I bet we can make him wear an ear <laughs> I like it I like that. smoke him up Hand him the series. <laughs> Maybe we need to see if he wants to be on an episode of the Broadcast Geeks. <laughs> oh, man. He's going weed. Yeah. And he doesn't have to put it in here. That'd be so crazy. He'd be like, our He's special guest. Weird uh, you know him as Han Solo, Harrison Ford. We're going to talk about Star Trek with him the whole time. That's all we're yeah. doing. Yeah, no. Let's talk about Voyager, everyone's favorite Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. It's a fish out of water tail. It's time to go home. <laughs> Very enjoyable. I think it would be like uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, how he refuses to talk about his acting career when he does interviews. He just wants to talk about his band. Real <laughs> Good for him. I, my publicist told you we weren't going to talk about that. I'm out. This interview's goddamn over. Wait, Billy Bob, we want to know about what went through your head on the set of Bad Teacher. Or no, what was it? <laughs> what was it? Bad Santa. Santa. No, fucking, what's the other one? Mr. Mr. Woodcock. Oh, <laughs> I would think if Harrison Ford was here, he would have a 38 stud nose underneath the table. So it's the first person who fucking asks me a question about Star Wars is getting a bullet right. You'll see who shot first. Yeah, you'll see exactly who shot first. After that, we can talk about it all at once, but one of you is going to have to who, die. Is that all right? Who's your favorite? The Carter Kirk. <laughs> uh, Aram? Everybody caught up on Aram? I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh. I liked it more than I didn't like it this episode. I thought it was kind of a... I'll agree with that. There wasn't a whole lot of annoying Lance, but yeah. a little bit. I just lost Never. my... I don't have any attention, man. I can't pay attention to that show anymore. Well, this is the weird thing. Is like, I know you guys mentioned this on your previous episode, but yeah, they're just blatantly ripping off everything that was cool about Batman. Somebody listens to our episode. Yeah, I'm the yeah. one guy. And <laughs> there was... <laughs> No, but yeah, they're just bleeding. Like, I was yeah. one, the entire time, I'm like, if they freaking call her Oracle, I'm going to yeah. throw my phone through the internet. I did like that moment. Because that does, that, to me, does that establish the idea that there is an Oracle in that universe? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That, that, uh, if, if that's not just a thing, you know, it could just be a throwaway fun little. We know what you're Also allows birds of prey to happen again. Well, that's it. Well, and I think now they would probably do it well. Which yeah. I would be totally into. Uh, it does establish a timeline for the DC universe that exists on television. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, as being a post-killing joke, and uh, you know, like well into the Batman mythology. So some of those characters theoretically could show up in future Arrow episodes. Uh, Oracle showing up. Do we, do, do we have any? Do we have any guesses? <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't watch the rest of the episode. Unfortunately, I don't know if I know. 
The last thing I saw so was you don't know that the grave might be Amanda Waller's. <laughs> no, no, see, no, 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 it can't be only because because she gets buried at sea. <laughs> no, no, because when they're in the car, and I, I thought it was, obviously they want you to think it was Felicity when they first showed it. Yeah. But when when they're in the car and Felicity's like, "You have to kill him." Uh, the only way she's gonna say something like that is if it's uh, Diggle or her mom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I thought it was really weird that they shot a man. Of, I'm like, really? Wow, because she's kind of in everything. Right, just you know? popped her. Well, and I was wondering maybe she's about. A clone. That's what I was thinking. Is she's maybe a clone, and uh, it would even cooler. Maybe Viola Davis is contracted to go from Suicide Squad era. Oh, come back as yeah. if, if, because or if they get CCH Pounder. Oh, yeah. why? That would be a woman born to play Amanda Waller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did she do the voice? Uh, she did. Yeah, yeah, just she was great. That was awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes. I was telling Nate, Nate Baldwin the other night about it. it was an episode. Uh, it was a uh, Unlimited, Just League Unlimited, but it had Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Where he finds out that he's genetically related to Bruce Wayne. That's the last he, episode of the series. And she says that she was the one that did it. Yeah. And says the world needs a Batman, and that's why she did it. Yeah, that was. That was one of my that, even to sing about it got goosebumps. My favorite, even Ooh. earlier in the that series when the, the whole alien thing out in the desert and Amanda Palmer comes down, or whatever. And there's like this little little bit of dialogue between her and Batman, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, like we got this," and she just like leans in like rich boy. Oh yeah, and just walks away. Yeah, and she's like, badass. I know who the fuck you are. You know that was that well. Was, she made a reference that he leaves his DNA on yeah. the town. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, not that, even remotely that, what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. Plus, they got some samples from Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, that's that whole, that whole Bruce Wayne Playboy about town uh, thing. You know, it's got to keep that uh, that image up. So yeah. he's shooting loads all over Gotham, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no wait, dude. He plays it as like a teetotaler type thing. He's just like, isn't he? Like in the earliest incarnations of Batman, he was always drinking ginger ale and pretending it was champagne, right? And be like, we don't fucking breathe way. I'm surprised he didn't just like freeze a bunch of his sperm and get a vasectomy. Right. Well, he's probably got the money and resources. Never would have had Damien. He could have. He could have. That's such a good storyline. He could have created an entire army of Bruce's using a diverse genetic population. Yeah, but Damien ends up killing, uh... Which Robin is it? Damien is Robin. No, uh, one of the other Robins in the comics. Um, where they have this big, they have this big war going on. Uh, well, and uh, in, take, he takes the side of... Uh, Captain America? I, but I think it's like Tim, <laughs> Tim or, um... Well, Damien murders Nightwing by accident. Yeah. The, uh, well, that's... Because they show the, Bruce holding him, like, my son... And you think it's going to be Damien that dies in the comic, but it's actually uh, Dick. Although that, but that's a that's its own an Elseworld yeah. story. Yeah. Well, it's so not good. Elseworld. So what's the the video game? Oh, Justice League Injustice. Injustice. Arkham, right? Yeah. That's oh, what it's Injustice. Injustice. That's what it was. The Injustice series. The, the background, pretty badass. Yeah, and I don't even. I, I'm not big on fighting games, but I kept playing it just to see the story. I didn't play it. I just I read the comic. Oh. Cold blooded how Superman kills Shazam. That was like fucked up. Right, so we caught up on her. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to the. I I think it's Diggle in the grave. I think Diggle's gonna die. I think Andy's gonna become Guardian. Andy's gonna replace him. 
don't think we need to either replace. I think we need everybody himself. We've not said that a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, right. week after week, the show proves that only through teamwork and friendship can you overcome. <laughs> <laughs> just like this Remember, podcast. This is the same network that just greenlit Riverdale, everybody. <laughs> the CD series where Damien Dark leaves the city <laughs> to start... <laughs> A small malt shop <laughs> in Riverdale High area. I just want to know if the people who are working on Arrow currently have seen the first season of Arrow, yeah. or not, or if they remember, because like that, it just feels so far away, so far away. Well, it's because uh, now they don't make uh, Ammo put on the wig, <laughs> the island wig. Yeah. <laughs> So you just bring that back. You'd remember the first season immediately. Yeah. That one might have had some problems. It was terrible. It was real bad. Yeah. But I mean, they had the Austin Power wig or something. It wasn't yeah. Jack's beard from Lost. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Every now I keep expecting to go, yeah, baby. I'm like, oh, really? I'm also, so I'm, I'm not... getting close to being caught up on Agent Carter. Not me either. No. Oh, that's been really good. Anybody want to talk about Agent Carter? When will Matt Bronger be back as the scientist yeah. Williams or whatever his character? No, they're not going to make him play Agly Bagel Face? <laughs> <laughs> Agly Bagel Face. Uh, that's another one that I, I, I've only sporadically been watching. Uh, Jeff's our Haley Atwell aficionado. Oh, she's on my list of, uh, of uh, my secret girlfriends that only exist in my head. So. Oh, yeah, no, I think she's yeah. four out of five of Jeff's oh. celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what it is? It's like, it's not a superhero show. It's just basically, it's it's just really good. It's like she's trying to be this the best secret agent that she possibly could be, and, you know, there's... All these guys are like, no, she's got a vagina. She can't possibly be a good agent. And there's all that. Now they kind of added the aspect that, that there's a uh, an African-American love interest, but now it's like 1950s uh, L.A. Like there's even a scene in there where they're trying to get a, like a pay, get to a payphone or something, and the guy at the mall shop or whatever, he's like, is everything okay, ma'am? He's like, yeah, she's fine. He's like, I'm not talking to you, boy. Ma'am, are you all right? Like he's basically trying to defend her from... This really big black guy who's other obvious. I don't know. There's a lot of really cool things to it, so I like everything about that show so far. It sounds like a lot of uh, Riverdale stuff. Yeah, he's gonna come in and he's gonna be like, he's, he was working in the mall shop. He was the one. He was Marchie was racing. He was the one. Was, so that's that's our our, our theme for today. Welcome yeah. to Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so stay out of I think yeah, it's either stay out or go back to Riverdale. <laughs> How do you get to Riverdale? I think it's back the way you came. <laughs> what? Oh, well, you know the thing about the, the thing about that is that it's capitalizing on one. Winter Soldier was such an amazing movie, not just because it was a superhero movie, but because it was an espionage movie. Yeah, There's a lot of spy stuff that was really interesting and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. She's utilizing aspects of that with also the craze of Mad Men, so mm-hmm. that old timey feel that. The speech patterns, the dress, and and yeah, I guess it's working for. You're totally right because that's how I, the way I felt about Winter Soldier and The Dark Knight. Both those movies were they were good crime thrillers uh-huh. or whatever that they just happened to be wearing costumes in. Like that wasn't necessary to the story. Right. And to me, that makes that's what a great superhero movie that's going to translate across the board. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's what Marvel has over DC right now is the DC is making. Superhero movies—they're just big fights—is what they're doing. Right. Uh, where Marvel has Avengers is their big fight movie, 
uh, and all the other movies are something else. Heist movie yeah, with Ant-Man. Different, different genre things. Yeah, Mission Impossible, but with ants. Yeah. Well, you know, now they're talking about... R.I.P. Uh, Anthony. Or Ragnarok is going to have a huge Hulk feature. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's I'm going to so determine down. the future of the Hulk in these movies. Well, that's what they've said is that uh, Mark Ruffalo was saying that what happens in this one and then the Infinity War movies... It's going to be like one big arc. They said it'd be almost a standalone movie. You could pull away from those movies of what's going on with his character, that's, which that's fucking dope. That's I mean, awesome. That's, yeah. That'll be a video I'm on fine. the internet. That's what we get. That's what we get. Oh, that yeah. means we, you know, we, we might not get another Hulk movie or we might get some kind of Planet Hulk thing. Way yeah. later, yeah. Did you hear what the tentative storyline would, would be if they got their way? Basically, Thor gets, he has to chase, he's probably chasing Loki or something, but eventually he gets in a fight where the, whoever he's fighting destroys Mjolnir, and uh, that he just fucking loses it, he gets his head shaven, Thor does, and then I mean, he probably gets his axe yarn born at some point, and then he pretty much has to travel across these realms to somehow rebuild Mjolnir, and one of them, he goes to the planet of Sakaar, and he, has, he gets in this tournament, and he has to fight the champion, which is the Hulk. Which that would be such a great scene. That would be dope. That, yeah. would be the, that would be the first great Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Thor movies, like, they were they're, good. They're not bad. They were they're not good. bad, but they're no, not they, great. They, they were good. They, they were great. They're, they're as good as reading the Thor comics. Yeah. And I feel like they translated it well. And, yeah. But ugh, it was, I, yeah, what I wouldn't give for, like, a Winter Soldier level, like, Thor was something that good. It just sucks you in. And That's, it's hard to, uh, to really craft a beautiful story around a person whose you know, origin story is, well, the coolest guy in the universe gave birth to me after he boned a giant horse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I murdered giants for fun. They gave like, me a badass hammer. And only who's that uh, other... There's no way you can relate to me. None. Yeah. Which other like, Asgardian Thor? The one that's like an animal thing? Uh, Beta Ray Bill? Yeah. yeah. The alien. I would love if they had yeah. Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill would be a fantastic... And yeah. that would be, you know, if they did... Following Infinity War, if they if they do really well opening up that whole cosmic section of the Marvel Universe, because that's my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. Uh, they could... A Beta Ray Bill movie... Just have, or even like do uh, the fear itself storyline where there were Mjolnir's falling to the earth and everyone was just picking them up and becoming uh, a bunch of Thors. Running, there's a juggernaut Thor. For a real Thor house, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can they can throw a Beta Ray Bill into Guardians of the Galaxy Hell yeah. two or something. That would yeah, be a good be They just did a, a table read for the script of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Two. And yeah, and they cast. Uh, Star Lord's father, but it's a secret, right? Much like I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to know about it. I don't like. I just don't care. I just want to watch the movie. Surprise! Let them do what they're gonna do. It's James Gunn has got so pissed off. I've been watching him do like James Gunn will do those live, uh, those live uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook things. Oh yeah, like where he's just doing, like a video chat. And anytime anyone asks about that, the look on his face is pure rage. Like I don't want to talk about it. I don't care. Move on. His, just enjoy the movie. His Twitter feed is nothing but him telling people, "I can't tell you." <laughs> he's great. Hey, at least he's interacting. I got a a retweet from James Gunn. He's telling me to go fuck myself. (laughs) It's a great. Finally made it on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> if you just, if you drag Lloyd Kaufman into it, you can really you can hit the trifecta. Oh, Uncle Lloydy, sweet Twitter dudes. X Files. X Files. X Files. Oh. First off, how great is it? That it's back. It's real life. Best. I'm so Fantastic. happy they're there again. It's good. I like that first episode. Did you all see it? Yeah. Yes. I went to the Missed Oriental it. Theater. It was great. I did not. Uh, the Enigma was there. The guy with the crazy tattoo yeah, yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I got to show my X-Files tattoo, and he was, like, impressed by it, which I guess is a compliment from a guy covered head to toe yeah. who was on the X-Files. Hell yeah. No, he's a really sweet guy. But, yeah, that was it was crazy because I went with Red Hiker. Mm-hmm. We're walking in. I was like, you know that guy, the Enigma, he's covered He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We walk in the door, and he was just there. And I was yeah. like... <laughs> no, that episode, the first one was good. The second one I thought was really good. I think yeah, really noise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the Wonder Twin powers. Yeah. Yeah. They were miracles. They can't uh-huh. call them mutants. <laughs> Look, Wait, every life is a miracle. They had a Zan and Jaina type character. So, well, they have two characters who are uh, who are they're they're alien hybrids. That's been the whole thing. The government is using uh, their recovered alien DNA to create hybrids. And it's had a lot of weird results. Kids grow without ears. Yeah, they mostly what? mostly look really terrible. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of uh, oh god, yeah, they went that really went through all the yeah. Oh god, it's, it was just, uh, just walking by a bunch of windows and seeing all the like fucked up things. Whoa. It was like like if, have you I'm ever forward, yeah. you you know about this uh, this guy the Enigma. He's kind of he's kind of spot, you know. Just a freak show. Yeah. Uh, he would look normal compared to the ones they showed. Though those guys were. Ugh. But but the most normal looking of them all uh, also have the coolest powers, and apparently they're they're good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Going nice. Yeah, the good looking ones. It's convenient. Cool. Uh, so a fun interjection. I kind of want to bring this up, and it ties into this. Aaron Douglas was in this episode. Aaron yeah. Douglas was from Battlestar Galactica, played yes. the chief. And he was also in also The Flash. Turtle. Uh, yeah, it was Turtle and The Flash, which was awesome. So uh, every year for the past eight years, I've gone to Dragon Con, oh, which is shit. one of the best nerd conventions that happens in the country. Let's it's, go. It's in, yeah, it's in Atlanta. Uh, it takes place in a bunch of hotels that are all connected, and they all have big open atriums. Actually, a couple scenes from the Hunger Games movies were shot there. Uh, and the it's, orgy scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's well, just, let's really go it, now. It, it, that is, that's not far off. It, yeah. The parties go 24 hours a day for all of Labor Day weekend. Um, yeah, Sweet. there's a lot of yiffing. Speaking of Labor Days. <laughs> so anyways, uh, every year, uh, the Battlestar cast has been coming there. Almost every year I've been coming. Almost the whole cast, and it's great. I've met a lot of them. got to like, drink with a lot of them. Cool. So Aaron Douglas, uh, his story is really kind of sad that his wife died. He's a, a widower. And he didn't tell the cast of the show. And if you've seen Battlestar, he loses his lady in the show, his wife. Yeah. And they're like, Aaron, we need you to draw from something. He's like, yeah, my wife died. And none of the cast knew about this. And so, like, those scenes were great. But the point of that story is he became a real silly drunk for a while and just loved coming to cons. When you say silly drunk, do you mean, like, the kind of silly in quotes where it's a lot of fists thrown? And- oh, no. I mean, this is the best way that he would not be a guest at Dragon Con, but would just show up in his costume from the show nice. during the Q&A section of one of the panels for Battlestar and would walk up. One, one year I was, like, up front taking pictures. I turn around look back, and he walks up in full, like, Full, uh, He's full a costume. Big dude too. Uh, yeah, kind of big. And who? He... Edward James Olmos? No, God, don't <laughs> fucking get me started on Edward James Olmos. Uh, but... <laughs> I met that guy once. He was personal cool. beef with Edward. No. He's, 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 it's good now, but like he's. 
any of my friends from Indiana who are listening to this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because if he's on a panel, mm-hmm. he hijacks it bad. And also, I've been to parties with him where he got crazy drunk. Getting back to Aaron Douglas, though. So Aaron <laughs> Douglas. Did he teaches you all that it's, you know, even though you're poor. And yeah. You, you, he reached us. Yeah. He didn't reach us. Uh, <laughs> tell you to do your job. So, so Aaron loves drinking. Aaron would come and just get drunk and party. And he would just hang out with the fans. One year, uh, I was hanging out. And I have these friends from Kentucky who always bring moonshine. Legit Kentucky moonshine that, boy, this will change your life. Uh, and it's got stuff, a little sip of it. You're good to go. So we're outside in the smoking deck. My friends are smoking. We look over. We see Aaron Douglas. Like, oh, hey, Chief. What's up? Hey, man. He's like, what do you guys got there? And we're like, oh, we got some moonshine. He's like, oh, yeah? We give it to him, and he chugs it. Like, I'm going to guess six, eight ounces of it, a lot. Yeah, right. And it's, woof. Next day, I see him. He's kind of in bad shape. Uh, flash forward six months, uh, I see him at Denver Comic Con. Still in bad shape. And, <laughs> no, and I, I'm like, hey, Aaron, you know, I, I met you before. I need to be a lot of people about who you drank. Remember when you drank that moonshine? And he was like, oh, you mother fracker. And, <laughs> like, you, and then what's even better is flash forward a couple more years, uh, this past year at Dragon Con, uh, an old high school friend of mine showed up. And she was really into getting autographs and pictures with everybody. And I'm like, yeah, these guys are great. I'll come and take pictures for you and all that. We meet a lot of the cast. Uh, and then the next day, she's like, hey, Chris, I got another autograph. I'm like, oh, yeah? She's like, come meet me up or come meet up with me. And she's like, I met Aaron Douglas. And I told him that story about the moonshine. And he was like, oh, I remember that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and then grabs a grabs an 8x10 and autographs it for me. And it's like, frack you and your fracking moonshine. Like, love Aaron or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was, it was just a fun story. Every time I see you on TV, that's all I think about. Oh, you posted a picture of yeah. that. Now, see, now it makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was. I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Yeah, man. It was, uh, <laughs> but he's, a, he's, a, he's one of my favorite guys to see the convention because he loves the fans yeah, and he all. loves like talking to them and getting you know just it'll be on the floor no big deal it's and evidently like, he's still in character <laughs> yeah. Kevin Usually. Smith is like that without the character yeah he's great at <laughs> oh, Kevin Smith's always in character <laughs> the, the other one from that cast Separate was like that was uh Colonel Ty from Battlestar, oh, Michael, uh, Hogan. Michael Hogan. Yeah. When I met him, we got a we did a picture photo shoot thing, and I brought uh, a flask and the bottle like from the show. My yeah. friends had like made the exact props, and uh, I was like, "Hey, for our picture," and he's like, "Don't even know. I know what to fucking do." And he like handed the bottle. We both like take it, swig him back. Yeah. And another one of those sweet guys. I got the picture the next day, and I went over to his table, and I was like, "Hey, man, look how great this picture came out." He's like, "Cool. Do you want an autograph?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't have any money, man. I just want to show you this is cool." And he's like, "Ah, fuck it. Here you go." And just signed it for. He's just a real sweet guy. That. Yes. Yeah, that's the end of that story. The end. Well, that's, I like that Battlestar Galactica's character, you know, the, the actress all. Like, I feel like if you meet Katie Sackhoff, all the pictures is her punching him in the face. <laughs> it seems fun. Yeah. Trisha Helfer's cool. She's really sweet. Uh, Jamie Bamber's uh, the guy who played Apollo. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the year before I went, they had a Battlestar party, which was still very small, and it was like, 50 of these guys in what they call the Colonial Fleet which is like the costuming group and he just showed up the bartender didn't show up to this party uh-huh. so he got behind the bar him and James Callis were just serving drinks to everyone they played uh, Baltar nice J- uh, James Callis is awesome to me that guy he's usually like I usually run into him late at night he's pretty wasted and just slew of hot girls around him <laughs> just, it's like nothing changes wow, no. no wonder you got cast the moral of all this is go to cons because they're a lot yeah go to Dragon Con if you can That's a, you have to do it yeah. I'll be going to Denver Comic Con uh, Hell yeah I looked into By the way I, I don't know if we can talk about this a lot But I will uh, I looked into possibly getting some space there For us to record and I'm not sure it's going to go down the way we'd like But I think we could do some kind of guerrilla broadcast yes, I've there. broken in that con every year for the yeah. past three years <laughs> that's, that's, uh, You're hearing it here first We are breaking the news Guaranteed 100% There will be a broadcast We are going to be broadcast Live At Denver Comic Con oh, yeah. in 2006. Yeah. Security there is real lax. We can do it. <laughs> Listen, it's run 
out by a bunch of like eighteen-year-old kids who are try- don't have money for a ticket. It's yeah. easy to get past them. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna bring a bunch of Kentucky moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll all dress up like characters from Riverdale. <laughs> all Jughead. Only if Mitch Jones is Jughead. <laughs> oh, why did I gotta be Jughead? We're gonna do a Jughead, Jughead transform. We're all part of him. I'll be a leg, you're a leg. That's the Michael Bay Transformers I want to see. <laughs> Uh, any any other news? Anything on your napkin? Uh, well, sticking to X by napkin, by the way. It's, uh, it's a very important piece of this podcast. You can buy it on eBay. It's starting off at seventy five dollars. <laughs> you have the one from episode six. Uh, yeah, probably. Hulkula. <laughs> it's just a picture of a stick figure version of Hulk on the moon. <laughs> Um, another uh, another X an upcoming X Files guest star actually, with, which is also a nerd, uh, Robbie Amell. Oh, nice. And, and Kumail Nanjiani. Hell yeah! Uh, oh, so happy for Amel Kumail was the original Firestorm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who, who yeah. will be back? Soon. He's going to be back because uh, yeah, apparently Ronnie Raymond will be from Earth oh. Two, and he's hanging out with oh. uh, Killer Ice, who will be. Uh, Caitlin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Caitlin is Killer Ice on Earth too. I thought I saw the clip of that. I was like, Killer Frost or Killer Frost is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Killer Ice is a thing from Shadowrun. That's also a Vanilla Ice song, probably. Killer Ice or a Dentine flavor. Killer Ice Vanilla Ice crossover. Also, we also saw, or some of us saw that. It's still speculation, but they show the clip in the Batman Superman movie. Uh, Darkseid is going to show up in some form. Not in this movie necessarily, but along the lines. Because they show a scene where, uh, most likely a dream sequence, Batman looking much at a field, that, yeah. and they show a giant Omega symbol. But they didn't confirm whether or not he's going to be in the movie. They confirm it's a dream sequence. Right, okay. So... He's getting some kind of uh, premonition along the lines. How long is this movie? There's like 78, Six hours? 78 hours, yeah. characters. Yeah. The There's a bunch of dream sequences. Yeah, he's doing old school Shakespeare plays where they take five and a half to six hours. And you have to stand the entire time while oh, rich fuck. people get to sit down. Alas, poor Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> the only place to see this is in the Globe Theater. <laughs> It's a bit of a trek. Surrounded by whores, basically. Either way, you can take from that what you will. You know, is it good news? Is it bad news? How many villains are they going to have? I don't know, but it's obvious that the Justice League is going to need somebody big to to fight Mm -hmm. because it has to be something that's. uh, Looks like Thanos. Well, well, besides that, it has to be someone or something that's a global threat. Yeah. And Apocalypse is not really Well, I feel like we would see Brainiac before we see Darkseid. Yep. Which I, I think makes more... Or maybe that's the next Superman movie, the, the standalone. Assuming that they'll do exactly what Marvel does and spin off every character into some sort of... I would really much rather them do an origin for the Legion of Doom. That would, that would be, be interesting. Great. I mean, I would love to see that giant head come out of a swamp. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Come on. I mean, I just uh, screened the uh, Super Friends at my cartoon show last yeah. week, and it was God, it was so bad. <laughs> there was a great scene in it where uh, they use this 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 ray thing 
to knock over one of the World Trade Centers multiple <laughs> times. It comes down and up, down and up, and it just, they knock over the Empire State Building, and it was just like, oh, like, God. Like one of those Bapo things that you can give to kids yeah, in the 80s? Sure, yeah, sure. You, you punch them in the wall and yeah. back up. And just, <laughs> just slingshot Trace people it. off the yeah. building. <laughs> Uh, evil and they wobble and so they melt, they I, I really want to see someone readapt that as a really hilarious 9-11 <laughs> I have to recommend going back and watching any old Super Friends it was the Legion of Doom yeah why don't we call Al-Qaeda the Legion of Doom we're missing out on such a boring name if we're gonna make up a terrorist organization <laughs> <laughs> on the LOD yeah. Yeah. we like that kind of like, yeah I'll join the military now <laughs> <laughs> only if I get to fight the Legion of Doom right? That's well you have a way different thing of people coming into <laughs> <laughs> the military yes. right like it's 300 a, pounds of eating the cupcake <laughs> and like I got a, a gun a like, lot more this. tech crew that would be cool. Yeah. The IT went way up. <laughs> Al Qaeda is from the Middle Eastern version of Married with Children, I believe. <laughs> they like <laughs> Playing to the back of the room, just well, like any we got, show. We got a few minutes left before we do our plugging ending. What, what other All what right. other stuff do we need to bring up here, Nate? Uh, I mean, I, I I I think we've pretty much. Come. Oh, I, did anyone watch Lucifer? No, I heard it was Deacon said he liked it a lot. Lucifer came out, pretty enjoyable. It's a lot like every show that comes out featuring a, a, a Satan character. He's a, a charming rake, and uh, <laughs> nothing he does is really evil. But you're like, oh, I guess <laughs> he's just like. I have a beer with that guy. <laughs> um, the most fun thing about it is that the uh, the Million Moms group, these. People, uh, oh, the ones who were mad about like those ads with like a gay couple in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've they've organized to boycott Olive Garden because Olive Garden decided to sponsor Lucifer for their A sponsor of Lucifer. <laughs> and we're here for Lucifer's been sponsoring Olive Garden for years. Yeah. So. Right, I, I'm just really glad that I can now go to Olive Garden. <laughs> like the lines will be way small. Like, imagine how much endless breadsticks there will be without without the million moms. That's what the Infinity Wars are. It's Infinity breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lucifer was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, De- well, what Deacon had to say about it was that it stayed very true to the comic, and it just it felt oh, fun, yeah. and it was... I, I, it, it feels... Because he's helping like someone solve crimes, but... Yeah. It'd be nice if somehow well, along the not, lines they introduced Morpheus. Like, yeah, they might, they might do a bunch of stuff. I, I think that if, if it stays as close to the comics as it seems that to be, be just from cool. the first issue... That's on Fox? It is, yeah. So... You know, the best we can hope for is a Gotham crossover. But <laughs> and, and last here, um, a reminder to tweet us at Broadcast Geeks and Facebook at Broadcast Geeks or just Broadcast Geeks. If you uh, have a question that needs to be asked. Which Anthony Crawford kind of did. All right. Uh, he wants to know who we think the best nerd, sci-fi, fantasy, comic book, etc., actor or actress is of all time. He made a case for Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the problem is, is that she doesn't have enough time in it. I mean, I put Sigourney Weaver yeah, on her. Yeah, uh, just take the words out of my mouth. Um, but, I, you know, there's there's so many different, like, specific genres. You know, you could look at the guy. What's the name of the guy? You know what I know, Nate Balda. Guy from the ana- reanimated movies. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> you know, the reanimator. But, you know, that guy, he shows up in lots of different movies. Some could argue him, but uh, anyone want to chime in on this? Is the criteria the 
person who's the best actor who's played some nerdy roles, or the person who's most iconic thing I would say is as a nerd. The, you know, there's no criteria on there. I, I, I personally think would be somewhat iconic. Right. Well, then know, I, along I, the lines of a Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce That's, Campbell's pretty solid, actually. Yeah. Uh, although, I think just in terms of longevity and impact, I might have to go Leonard Nimoy. Yep. Oh, him and Fringe was so great. Yeah. That was, uh, that was like a later thing to do. Spans four decades, five decades probably of... Uh, but the same role. Which, that's for the that's most huge. part, he, pretty, yeah. he had to write a book called I'm Not Spock, and then another <laughs> book called I Am Spock. <laughs> and his third one, I Am Also Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> so, yeah, if you have any kind of questions or you need to know something, tweet us, send it on Facebook. You can even email us at broadcastgeeks at You can drop a letter off at El Chirito. <laughs> that would be actually awesome if you had a fan mail box. If you, have, you could send it by Al, that would be even better. That's the ultimate geeky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could come down here to uh, the comedy room room, which we're going to start using the address 2104. Larimer Street, right next door to El Chirito. Um, every Friday we have a comedy showcase here from 7 to 9, just before karaoke. So come on down. And uh, also at El Chirito, this Sunday you can catch me and uh, two former Werewolf Radar members. Roger and Jordan. Roger Norquist and Jordan Dahl. We're going to be on the Walk of Shame dating game. What? Uh, nice. So that'll yeah. be pre-Super Bowl, pre-party El Chirito. It's going to be fun. I think it's at noon. February 7th, yeah. Come, come, come down at 11 and get some breakfast. Party on. And uh, if you so wish, the night before I'll be at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse for an 8 o'clock show of the agencies. So check that out. Anybody else want to? I got plug? nothing. Uh, yeah, you go. go ahead. Oh, so it's February 13th, Saturday at Mile High Comics. That's pretty much around 84th and, no wait, Pecos, Pecos and I-70. It's the biggest cross streets I could think of. There is Beastable 3, St. Valentine's Eve, Wicked Masquerade, Costume Ball of Doom. Yeah, it's basically what that is, guys. It's a mini-con that they're having there. There's going to be a lot of uh, music, uh, music acts. I have a table there for the Denver Comedy Podcast Network. That's uh, uh, some other folks will be there. J.D. Lopez will be there. Jay Campbell, possibly Barry Quattlebaum. Might be doing some comedy, hopefully. But either way, if you guys, if you, if you can't wait uh, for Denver Comic Con, come out on, uh, on uh, February 13th at Mile High Comics, man. It's like a mini Comic Con. They're going to have contests. The theme this one is uh, Joker and Harley Quinn cosplays. So there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff there. So good ones last year at Comic Con. Yeah, so definitely come check it out. And then, real quick, you want to give it up tell for us about your disjointed oh, yeah. podcast network? Disjointed, yeah, the Denver Comedy Podcast Network. It's a loosely formed uh, network, basically. It's just various shows. Broadcast Geeks is on uh, on that page. Uh, so is uh, uh, Use Your Words with Barry Quattlebaum and uh, Jacob Hamill. J.D. Lopez's Left Hand, Right Brain, and various others and stuff. So definitely come check it out if you want to know, if you're interested in uh, the various comedy podcasts uh, that are going on in Denver. And you can find that out at disjointedpod.com. Give it up for David Tremaine, everybody. Thank you, thanks for having me, man. I've been wanting to do this ever since I heard Jeff made the show. I'm like, I want to be on it. So thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by, man. Check out the Disjointed Podcast, everybody. This week's guest, Mitch Jones. Hey, everyone. All right. It's crossover. Two first Tony Stark. So I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, party on, Wayne. Party on, God. Excelsior. This has been a sex pot comedy joint. 
collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalitvari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at sexpopcomedy.com or at a show near you. Until next time, be well, friends.